Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest, Erica. Hello. Say hi to the people. I just said hello. Star in the sky. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm trying to butter you up. For what? I don't know. Okay. But, you know, I'm sure there'll be something. Yeah, fair. <coughs> So do you want to start with talking about how the world is a cesspool of just horror? Sure. That's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> oh, I guess the debates happened in the last two weeks, too, didn't they? Someone the other day, they were like, blah, 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 I'm going to do whatever, and karma might get me. I'm like, there's no karma in the world. You don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, there is no karma. No, you're fine. So they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, just look at the world. Right. There's no karma. You're, you're, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about <laughs> you're okay. it. okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, I mean, there's not a ton to say. Um, I don't know if you did watch the debates, if it did enough to move you one way or the other. I mean, I'm still firmly with Liz Warren. I don't know where everybody else is, but um, it was fun watching her murder that Delaney guy on uh, national television. <laughs> I appreciated that. Did uh, anyone else stand out to you? Not especially. I mean... I, you know... The Democrats are going to lose. Probably. They're working on it. And I, I, like, for one, you know I know who they're going to lose? Let's just start with, there are 20 candidates still in debates. I mean, that still happened. What, what I was reading was that people should start dropping off before the third round of debates or something. It's something to do with how much money you've fundraised or whatever. I, I don't remember what it was, but someone was like, the end is in sight. There really shouldn't be this many. But then just today, or I think it was yesterday, I don't remember when the El Paso shooting happened, but um, Beto was out there talking about it, and it's like, okay, why aren't you running for Senate against old racists like John Cornyn? Mm -hmm. Can you do that, please? Mm -hmm. You don't belong in the presidential race yet. You too new, all right? We need the Senate if we're going to do anything. So go down there. Let's handle that. And let, let's let's worry about that. Because ultimately, yeah. you know, if he wins again, which he probably will, you need both houses. You do. I, well, and you need the Senate more than anything because, as the Republicans have shown, owning the Senate means owning the Supreme Court. Oh, that reminds me. Fuck Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah. With something hard and sandpapery, preferably. Um, but I have no faith in the Democratic Party whatsoever. And you shouldn't. Um, n uh, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Howard Dean, they have shown nothing in the last three years. What's Howard Dean doing? He's the head of the DNC. Is he? Or he, or he's, he's, he, even Fundraising if he, some bullshit, whatever. Yeah, even if he's not, like, the chairman of the DNC, which I can't remember who the chairman is, Howard Dean is, like, the guy Tom behind this. Tom Perez? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Because um, they couldn't give it to the Muslim guy. Uh, well, Bob, marked progress. Marked. But, no, like Howard Dean's always been very influential and in running things behind the scenes of the DNC. Hmm. Uh, so, they've done nothing to bring the party together. Um and admittedly, it's a difficult thing to do because uh, the left is a, uh, is a group of minority interests. Well, I will also say, though, that just because people are 
you can disagree within your party. Yeah. That's fine. I think people do make a very big deal of when the Democrats do it because the Republicans are all just kind of crazy racist assholes and have that kind of front. Well, but at f- least that's the way they present. But for the, but for the Republicans, it's really uh, the message is let's keep things the way they are because things are good for us. Yeah, but the Democrats kind of do that too. But but the, they do though. They do, but you know you've got it's so easy to splinter the Democratic Party. Um, well, because like you said, you do have many many interests in there, and with the Republicans, it's just oh you're white, they're going to ruin everything yeah. for you. So we can't have that. Well, why it really doesn't make sense for me when you do see, you know, minorities in the Republican Party. Because it's like, you realize they hate you, right? Like, you're aware of that, right? I mean, do you. You know, you do what you think is best for you. Far be it for me to tell you what political party to be in. But it's like, they hate you. You know that. And if you don't, well, I, I who's, do, who's, who's, they whose might, ass has your head been up for the last however many years? They might tolerate you as long as you're not, you know, gay. Or if you're a woman... There is a fair amount of, like, conservative, like, gay Republicans, though. Or, like, the log cabin Republicans. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. Which also is, astonishes me, because it's like, did you not see the, you not, no? You cool with that? Okay, that's I think, cool. I think you must know. I well, fine. how could you not because know? That's, because that's what the, the Republican Party is about, keeping the wealthy wealthy. It has nothing to do with any of the other bullshit. Well, if you have bullshit, is all just wool if you, over your eyes. Yeah, if you have enough money, you can be gay and it's fine. Right, nothing's gonna happen. Either. You know, maybe you can't get married, but they don't care because they're rich. Right, they're like, well, so I don't have a piece of paper. I saying, sleep on um, fast piles of what money. The fuck what the fuck do I what, care? I don't care. Um, and that's the thing with people who are really rich is they just don't give a fuck about anything else. I believe we were just listening to a dollop episode where, uh, Dave Anthony had a very good point where he says, um, it was the, uh, uh, the deaf president now riot, right? Yep. Where when you get a certain amount of money, you turn into a sociopath. Mm -hmm. You do not care about anybody else. Nope. You cannot relate to anybody else. Mm -hmm. All that you care about is your opinion and your money. Well, look, let's say tomorrow you woke up and you had $100 million. I could definitely see having an issue of relating to other people because your problems are not their problems anymore. But how could you just not care at all You know what? Though? when you have unlimited money? Because you don't even have to do anything with that. All you have to do is park it in the bank. And live and off the interest. Yeah, the amount of interest will be so staggering... That you don't ever have to worry about anything ever again. You and your descendants and your descendants' descendants, they don't have to care ever again. Well, I will say, though, the people who, like, come into the money, that first generation, they get it. It's the subsequent generations, I think, who are like, oh, well, we've always had a ton of money, so. But I will also say, like, whenever I, because sometimes you see those lottery numbers, right, and you're like, oh, how nice it would be to win, like, a fuck ton of money. One of the first things I always think of is, okay, you know, I want to make sure that we're taken care of, that the house is paid off, we pay off our student loans. I would probably give some money to some friends of mine that I know that are struggling. And I know not everybody thinks that way, but it's like... Yeah, if I suddenly won like $300 million in the lotto or something like that, 
I think you can give some of that to people and you're going to be okay. Yeah. And that, but the, there's like a weird thing though, because that's like, that's rich, but then there's Jeff Bezos rich. Well, that's and like, the, and those guys are playing. Wealthy. Yeah. Those guys are playing a different game. They're playing the game of whose bank account can get the biggest. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they're not, that's like a totally different stratosphere of that's like a sociopath. Yes. Who doesn't oh, want Bezos, to. Yeah. Right. Who doesn't care about his employees. Like he could make all his employees rich if he wanted to. And he would still be filthy fucking stinking rich. But he wants to have the biggest bank account. And, you know, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, all these guys, they want to have the biggest bank account. That's the goal. That's mm-hmm. like their fun dream. That's, that's like that's about. like their video well, game. One like, thing. One thing that's interesting about. um bill gates and warren buffett is they do give a significant amount of their fortune to charity you know bill gates run they have the uh, the bill and melinda gates foundation and one of the thing that's interesting is when if you do want to do that philanthropy it's actually kind of difficult because you can't you can't just write a check for a billion dollars and say here go take it you have to be a little careful about how you disperse it now that is the nice pr view of it um and you know how much does uh how how calculated is it how much they spend and you know how how to how, how do they make sure that they're not give you know they're not actually hitting against their here's the, the thing their here's the thing. wealth to make that amount of money you have to be a sociopath yeah and you have to be an asshole yeah. so that's nice that they give back that's a great thing that they do but they're still sociopaths and assholes mm-hmm. well I will say just to play devil's advocate at least in a situation like that. They have decided, like, let's try to do something. Oh, yeah. Whereas someone like Steve Jobs was just like, fuck you. This is mine. No charity. Figure it out yourself, Jabroni. I do. I, and I think, yeah. like, uh, like Zuckerberg is the same way. I mean, you never hear about Zuckerberg doing anything for people except for building walls around he, his homes. He, ga- he gave a, a big walls chunk. Walls work, Alex. <laughs> he gave a big chunk of money to the Newark uh, Public Schools. But that that's really all you really hear about from from his philanthropy. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't... Th- Which isn't to say that they aren't doing it. No, and I do think, to your point, Alex, that there is a difference between Bill Gates and Warren Buffett versus Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos. Um, I, th- I, think there, I think there are these people who, you know, eventually come around and are, are, are finally like, you know what? I've got, I, I've, I've won the game. I have literally everything. And, you know, they turn their focus. That seems to be what happened with Bill Gates. Cause you know, he, he did step down as CEO of Microsoft and he kind of went off and he just does, he's really just doing his philanthropy now. Um, I mean, I know people say that, but don't you think he's still involved in most important decisions at Microsoft? Oh, he's still on the board. He owns the majority of the company. Yeah. 
So any big decision still has to go through Bill Gates. He's just probably not involved in the day to day. He's not involved in the day to day. Like, yeah, they don't they don't call him to talk about. Well, you know, if we do this on the manufacturing, we're going to save three cents on a keyboard. He's like, why are you calling me? He's <laughs> like, if you ever call me with this again, you're, fired. you're fucking fired. I'm going to make sure that they never find your body. <laughs> but I'm sure he's still involved in any oh, yeah. actually important decisions. Yeah. I, well, and. And that's that's the interesting thing, though. And like you compare Bill Gates versus Steve Jobs. I mean, Steve Jobs wanted like to be into the weeds, like completely. Yeah. Um, if you read the um, the Steve Jobs autobiography, or not autobiography, Steve Jobs biography. Uh, I mean, the man w- was just a complete psychopath. Um, you have to be. And you know, I I question, I question. I, I know a lot of people will say the world wouldn't be the way it is now without Steve Jobs, or we wouldn't have had made the technological gains that we would have. Eh, I don't necessarily I don't believe that. that. Um, maybe it would have taken a little longer. He would have gotten there eventually. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the myth of the, like, oh, that guy. Yeah. You know? We should all bow down and worship that guy. You know what's true about that guy? That guy's dead. He is dead. Same as Bill Gates will be one day. Cancer comes for us all eventually, Bob. The same maybe, Elon Musk maybe, will so be. So you're saying maybe karma does exist for Steve Jobs? No, I'm just saying cancer is an oh. inevitability. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. Your ass is going to die eventually. It doesn't matter. Yep. Now, if yeah. you're an asshole, though, in general, you tend to live for thousands of years. Yeah, I'd say like the more evil you are, the more likely you are to live forever. It's a Mr. Burns thing. You have to have hate just filling your heart. To fuel you <laughs> as you go. Yeah. Exactly. Hate can stave off many a disease. Indeed. Indeed. Um, but, you know, when it comes to someone like Jeff Bezos, I just don't understand... Like, why do you need to constantly see the number going up? And I'm sure when he got divorced from his wife and she took however much of Amazon from him, I'm sure that just, like, burned him deep in his soul. For some of those people, though, um, one of the, the whole Enron thing fascinates me endlessly because they built a company off of essentially doing and building nothing. Yeah. And all that mattered to them was that stock price, at least to Jeff Skilling, who, fun fact, is the brother of... Tom Skilling, the uh, famous meteorologist in Chicago. Interesting. I found that very humorous when I found that out. <laughs> um, all he cared about was how high he could get that stock. And then when shit started to go, like, tits up, he was like, oh, well, I'm out. Then he left. So then when, like, shit really got bad, he could be like, well, I wasn't there for that. Now, I sold all my stock before all the bad stuff happened and made a fuck ton of money, mind you. But I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know. Yeah. But with somebody like that, like their self-worth and their like ego is all tied into, look at what I built. Look at what I have done. What a great man I am. Yeah. That's all that is. There are these tiny, like sad people whose, live, or whose self-worth and love and all of that shit is tied into what they've built because they have nothing else. It's just, it's just so strange because... If you look at, you know, if if we look at Amazon, this is just like the easiest example right now. If they decided to just raise everyone's wages, that every single person in the company, we decide we're going to give everyone 
$20,000 extra this year and just for every year going forward. Everyone just gets a flat. Whatever you're making now, you make twenty grand extra. There would be some people in the company that are already filthy rich, so that doesn't really matter. No, I don't care. But for the people working in the warehouses, that would be life-changing amounts of extra money, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't make any difference to Jeff Bezos. Like, instead of having, you know, I'm just making up random numbers, but instead of having, you know, $100 billion, he would have $98 billion. It's like, oh, fuck, I'm broke. The number went <laughs> no. down, though, Alex. But no, and that's the other thing. It's like if you raise the minimum wage, which a lot of places have, it's, you know, people are coming around it at $15, but even that now isn't enough to sustain people. Right. Well, and then when places raise the minimum wage, they tend to lay off certain amount of workers or they raise prices so nothing's really well because they it's everyone has to that stock price always has to go up right you always have to have record profits well and that to me is the real problem is the stock market and you know you know the stock market makes sense to for to a point where you know if you really want to rapidly expand your company um you go public you get a big influx of money and then you can do what, you know, you can do whatever plans that you had. Um, the problem is there is no built in mechanism to get companies out of the stock market or in no, and very fairly little incentive for them to do it on their own. Um, so when you're stuck in, uh, that kind of that environment, I mean, think about it. The company, if let's say, I'm just gonna make it up a number here. Walmart's trading at a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. okay, um, for a million shares, which is low and very low. <laughs> but you know, if you're one of the, uh, if you hold one share, um, you know, if if the stock does not go up by three percent, you're actually losing money. You know, if next year it's not at a hundred three. Per- uh, a hundred a hundred three dollars. You're actually losing money by holding it there in the stock instead of um, instead of just having that money in the bank. So the way the system is set up inherently makes it so. You know there is that pressure on companies to please the stockholders because if they're not making their money, they'll sell the stock. The stock will go down. You'll and like it's a it's a cyclone but what i would like to see is some sort of mechanism that when you go public you need to have a plan for coming back and you know eventually buying back all that stock and that you should have you know because that's that's the problem you can't sustain these companies the way they are yeah but nobody seems to well, and not that nobody does, but the folks in charge of all this shit don't either don't care or don't get it. Nothing we're doing right now is sustainable. No. The climate change situation is not sustainable. Uh, uh, the way we just kind of run things isn't sustainable. I was reading the other day that like the average incomes have gone up sort of like normally, but then the price of everything else has gone up exponentially. Mm-hmm. Like a house or a car or any of that shit, which is why a lot of people our age don't own because you just can't fucking afford it. 
Well, we talk to people about, you know, buying a home now. And, like, uh, people are just desensitized to it a bit. And they're like, oh, yeah, if I want to own a home, I've got to spend at least $300,000. No, you don't. You also don't need a gigantic house. No, but that's just what people are expecting. Well, no, that's what you've been sold your entire life. See, with our generation, this whole American dream thing, it's very, like, that's what we were sold before 2008. And you were told, oh, you go to college, you get a good job, you're not going to be buried under massive amounts of student loan debt because you'll have a good job, a job that's good enough that's going to pay for that shit for you. But our parents didn't really have that. I know my parents didn't have, like, mountains of student loans. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your parents did or not, mm-hmm. but... So it's just, it's different now. Yeah. No, the 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 economy has changed in in ways I don't think anyone could have really foreseen. At least not anyone except for the people who were intentionally manipulating it to be that way. Right. Um, so now it's, we're going to distract with your gay marriages, your abortions... Oh, these 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 leftists, uh, white genocide, Bob. They're trying to get rid of white culture when there's so much more important shit happening that it's like, can we like stop looking myopically for five seconds and figure out how we're going to fix all of this, please? Yeah, but the vast majority don't care, especially if you're already loaded. Like, if you're if you're 70... And you have endless money. Oh, you don't care. I'm not they don't care. About, they're going to fucking die. People. Yeah, right. They don't give a fuck. You know, they're going to die before anything matters. Oh, what? Florida's going underwater? I'll be dead in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of these people, their heart's going to explode any day. It's like, I might as well live it up till then. And you know what? You do you, dude. That's fine. I'm talking like the younger people. Bah, but that's all the people that are in public office. Well, that's the problem. You need more young people to run and to get into these positions. So it's not these fucking out-of-touch lunatics. Well, I was reading something um, a few months ago, and I'd have to dig it up, but the the short summary is that the average age of Democrats in old. national public office is crazy old, and the the average age of Republicans in national public office is actually relatively young. Um, and what I think... They all just look a lot older I, because they're sustained and fueled by hatred. Yes. Um, I do... Stephen Miller is like our age. Yeah. Stephen Miller looks like he's like 56 years old. Yes. Fuck that guy. Um, what I, I think... I think there's a lot more young conservatives than people think. They just kind of keep their mouths shut uh at least in circles that we would hear um and i it, this is to me this is the biggest problem that the democratic party has is uh you got no bench you have no bench and um you there are too many there's too many politics being played um, you know, to tell people they're horrible people. Um, and Explain. So. Clarify your point. I, I will. Um, so Trump does something that's racist. Someone gets on Twitter and says all Trump supporters are racist. Why? I'm, I'm waving to Bob. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, the listeners probably don't, though. But whether or not that's true, well, and we it's talked true, about this the last podcast. Yeah, we had. people don't like being called racist, even though most people are racist. No one likes to be called the bad. My, here's here's my point: is what does that do for us as a party? I think the point Bob's trying to make is when that happens, you just cause people to bunker down in their positions more. I think we're in such an entrenched place, though, on both sides, that it doesn't really matter what you say. So then what do you do to get out? Burn it all down. Hmm. Okay. Okay, well. Road warrior wasteland, Bob. <laughs> I, I've expressed my opinion on this many times on this podcast. So, but, I, I mean, not, not uh, just honestly, though, like, if that's the opinion, why care about, why vote? Why do anything? Why get upset at anything? I like to get upset. Well, fair enough. It fuels me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't personally see anything wrong with... And, I mean, to me, at this point, if you are still supporting him, because he is racist, I don't see anything wrong with, yeah, he's a racist old fuck. That's just the truth. And he could say, well, I'm I, not, but I, no, you are. I think I would say direct it at him. Uh, like just try not to necessarily attack supporters, attack him. I think though that there's that, what would you say, 30% that are just his no matter what. Yeah. And they are racist shitbags. Yes. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I've said this with other people. Like if you're going to be a bitch, you got to own that you're a bitch. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I almost respect you more at that point. <laughs> Don't come at me like, oh, I'm this really nice person, but you're like a real hard C, you know? Just own that. That's fine. I mean, it's not, but just be you then. Be you and that's cool. But yeah, you're a racist fuck. Clearly you're okay with it because you're not changing anything. And the country seems to be fine with you, so what do you care? Yeah. But I do understand what you're saying in that you're trying to take some of those votes away. However, I do think that there's a certain percentage that are just with him no matter what. Well, but you can't you can't go a, for those people. No, because it's basically a cult at this point. Yeah, I mean, there's no point in going for those people, but you need to take some of the middle-of-the-road people. I and, also think you just need to get people out, the folks that just didn't show up to vote for Hillary. Um, there's there's part of that, and that comes down to party leadership. Um, you but, also need to go to Michigan... And Pennsylvania, yes. oh, no, and there Wisconsin, were, and the states there were that you so many, you had. There were so many mistakes made in 2016, and um, a lot of it was hubris. Um, I think the majority of it was hubris. Yeah. One uh, cannot think one has it. No. Um, I mean, the bigger, huge problem in not taking him seriously sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody did though. No, on either side. No, it was uh, unbelievable, really. Um, well, and that's the concern with the big field of Democrats because you've got maniacs like that Marianne, whatever the fuck her name is, Williamson. Yeah, the lady who's like, oh, you, you did you know that you can pray away HIV? Did you know you could do that, Alex? That was the impression I was under. Yes. Yeah, that's a thing that you can do. Did <clears throat> you know that? All you gotta do is think positively, Bob. And all your health problems will go away. Or Yang? I don't even like what. What is what is Yang? Like people keep saying Yang to me. I have no clue who this dude is. I think the big thing. 
But, but my point the, was, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, is that you give a platform to the crazy, and there's a lot of crazy out here. Yeah. And that allows crazy to seep further in, and nothing good comes of that. I'm sorry, Alex, well, what are you going to say? I think, you know, ideally, you would like to elect someone who has a plan, and it actually seems like they're going to do something. But if the Democrats want to win, they need to find someone this time who's likable who's going to motivate people to get out and vote. That was their big issue last time, is it wasn't really Trump. It was that people just don't like Hillary. Well, when you come in and they've been trying to cut your knees out from underneath you for 30 years, and you have 30 years of political baggage behind you, no matter what it is, no matter what it's from, and people just don't like her. Yeah, that's the main thing. It's a popularity contest. That's what it is at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. People can get hoity-toity about it and feel whatever way they want. It's a popularity contest. I mean, you put Barack Obama out on the stage, and everyone loves Obama. You know, yeah, it'll, panties, it's like, throwing bras. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he's just likable, and you know, I, I I cannot argue with the fact that Hillary was uh, qualified, probably qualified. more qualified than Barack Obama was. Probably. Um. But at the end of the day, like Alex said, people don't don't like her, mm-hmm. and um, the the Democratic Party threw away the next fifty years of the Supreme Court to push someone that wasn't likable, and that's on the DNC. Well, I think part of the problem was is you didn't have enough people coming forth and being like, well, "I'll throw my candidacy in." What did you have? You do this time? No, you do, and but that's a good thing. You have. I mean, the debates are structured like trash, but you're getting more ideas out there and more people out there. So it's like, oh, okay. But it's at not the end just, the, this is the person. Even but at the end of the day, last time, they were fixing that for Hillary no matter what. It doesn't yes, matter who rolled out. Well, and they got, the, the big problem is they got caught. Um, and, that, and, that, and that harmed her as well, that they yes. got caught. Yeah. Because if you are going to do that, you got to do it like. You got to get away with it. Because the other thing is we all know they're all doing it. Like that, that's yeah. it's politics. Sorry, yeah, it's not exactly a clean game at all. Nobody is clean. I don't care what anybody fucking says. And no, and that's the other thing. Nobody who rises to president is clean. No, there's no way. No, 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 no. They all have blood on their hands. We've all done like horrific shit, and it's just that's that's the way it is. The guys. Bi- the big key though is find someone people like. I mean, even like. No matter what Bill Clinton was getting up to with AIDS for four for four thousand years, you know, you, people liked Bill Clinton. Oh, oh, that kind of AIDS. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right, right. I was right. like, yeah. um, no, what? I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Because he came in in the '90s, and I was like, you were like, hold I was on, like, wait a minute, <laughs> filing, filing, filing. And it's funny because a lot of the things that you know Trump's doing now with the borders. You can find old videos of Clinton talking about wanting to do stuff like this. Now, I don't remember what they did or didn't do, but it's like this was a Democratic talking point. But, you know, people liked Bill Clinton, Mm -hmm. so he could get away with a lot of shit. Well, it's the same with Obama. Obama deported a fuck ton of people. Yeah. Obama did a bunch of things he said he wasn't going to do. He's out there drone striking people all over the world. What did you say to me? Drone strike. I think... The thing with immigration that bothers me immensely... Well, you can't have concentration camps, Bob. No. In general, it's kind of a bad look, you know? It is. But 
here here's the thing with immigration. If you came into this country without going through an immigration checkpoint, you are here illegally. And that is something that that is just a stated fact and it gives so much ammunition to the right when you try and sit here and say no one's illegal um and and you fight against any immigration reform no there should i'm not saying that there shouldn't be immigration reform there needs is to trump be racist as shit and yes. he's doing horrible stuff yes absolutely we are giving him so much ammunition by by just being by standing on a soapbox and preaching I haven't heard anybody say any of prominence say that nobody's illegal not in a while it's I've heard the talking while. point and yeah. I understand what they're trying to say but no you you stated fact yes you came into the country illegally you're here illegally mm-hmm. however you have employers who are hiring those people mm-hmm for cents on the dollar. Yep. You know, so it's like, okay, you know, what what are we doing with those people? Oh, but they're business owners. Yeah, fine, but... But they're business owners. Well, and that's the thing with, uh, like, everybody likes to boil all of these problems down to, like, one or two sentences, and it's like, mm-hmm. all of this shit is so fucking complicated that it's just like... Well, and that's the problem with Trump <gasps> is that he he makes it this like you said this one or two sentence topic or it's really with him one or two words uh but bob he has the best bro- words uh and y- you know it's like no it's not that simple no you know no, it's not it's like people you know because then like okay he puts everyone cheers when he puts tariffs on china uh no, it's like you know dummies this is affecting all of you. Right? And then, you know, people are like, wait, why are... Why are our goods and services being more expensive? This doesn't... What? Huh. Huh. And there's no good voice on the left that appeals to the middle of the pack. Um, I don't know that I would agree with right that. Right now. I think Bernie has lost a significant amount of support since last time. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm all for her, but I think Liz is a pretty good. I should start calling her Liz. Her name is Elizabeth or Miss Warren. Uh, you know, she's she's a little. I don't want to say wonky, but I mean, she does have plans, and I think she's very good at expressing them. Does she? How does how is she doing in the Rust Belt? I don't know. I haven't looked at those numbers. Because honestly, that's what I care about. Does I the care, Rust Belt care about you, though, Bob? I care more about taking the presidency than who, whatever person is running. No, I agree. You do. It doesn't matter who. You just better fucking win. Yeah. And more to the point, I care more about the Senate. Well, that's why some of these people who are running for president, your Cory Booker's, your Kamala Harris's, your um, Beto O'Rourke's, it's like, what are you? What are you people doing? But it's all ego. It goes back to Jeff Bezos. It's not. It, it has nothing to do with with what's good for the company, what's good for the country. No, it's about me. It's 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 that cult of personality. personality. You know, if I could give parents some free advice, maybe don't name your child Beta. <laughs> just gives him a complex for the entire. I life. think it's just going to be an issue, and then he's got to start calling himself Beto. You know, it's like. 
No, your your name's Beta. I can read. <laughs> Seems like a smart thing to do. Like Apple's pretty bad. You know, you hear like the stupid celebrity. That's names. terrible. Yeah. Like you hear Apple or Orange or whatever zucchini or whatever the fuck people name Blanket. their kids. Yeah. That's pretty bad. It's terrible. But I feel like Beta's like Beta's not great. That's like bottom of the barrel. It's not you know, great. that's like under the apples. It's not great. It's not great. It's not great. What would be the worst thing you could name your child? That would be like socially acceptable, but they're going to be made fun of and beat up at school every day. There's so many about like or Alex, excuse me. There's so <laughs> many names. Like those kids that are named Apple, they're just getting their ass kicked every day. So maybe it just toughens you up. I don't know. Turns you into a hard shell of a person by age seven. <laughs> What's the matter with Apple? You don't want to know, man. <laughs> um, She's been beat up every day for 40 years. <laughs> Bob, do you have any really bad kids' names that you've been thinking about? Brighton. Brighton is That's not a bad, bad name. That's, okay. okay. That's a great name. I feel like I'm in the middle of something. You're not in the middle of anything. It's not happening. So, <laughs> Taz been vetoed. <laughs> Have you thought of any names that you were like, that name sucks? Well, the way we do it is we'll like, usually he'll say something. And I'll be like, nah. That's <laughs> not incorrect. So you usually, don't usually what happens is I'll say something and it'll be nah. Or I'll say something and she'll be like, I don't hate that. And those are the ones that go on the list. Mm, a chance. But I'm a firm believer and you got to see what the kid looks like. You have a feeling. You, you got to have a feeling, exactly. You might have some ideas, but you got you to gotta have a feeling. Well, we moment. were talking to somebody yesterday and they were like, they were told they were having a boy. They had their heart set on Michael. Bless you. Or was that a yawn? I'm getting there. All right. So they had a little girl. They gendered it incorrectly in the womb and they still named her Michael mm, mm, that's a bad idea and it's like you can't call Michelle yeah you can't just that's, you can't just change that and if the kid decides you know gender is fluid you do what you want to do later on in life that's fine but I feel like it right at the beginning hi guys I know Bob the dog. Can I join your conversation the day about you're, gender? The day you were named Bob is the greatest day of your life. I did think that Bob the baby was a great name. Yeah, that's not happening either. <laughs> that's the worst. That, you want to fuck a kid up? There you go. And that could go either way. You could name a girl Bob. Boy Bob doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bobby. Bob the baby. I think it's great. Well, it no. looks like I know what I'll be calling your kid forever. That's cute that you don't want to be invited into my house ever again. It was very nice knowing you. I have a strong feeling Bob the human would invite me over even if I was calling his child Bob the baby. Yeah, but then, I mean, who runs shit around here? That's that's kind of the, the thing, right? Mm, Bob's oh, that's, pointing. That's cute that you think that, sweetheart. Bob's pointing to himself. Oh, that's that's cute. Hmm. It's wrong, but it's cute. <laughs> All right. Hey. We've been talking about horrific politics for like 45 minutes. Hey, I have something I'd like to talk about. Last night, Bob, you moseyed online on Xbox. I did. I was like, wow, it's Bob. Let's get him in the party and see what he can ruin for me. (laughs) So he gets online and we decide to play Overwatch. There's five of us. Uh, We lose. 
we lose, we lose. I think we won. And then we lost like 45 more times. And after we lost all those times, we lost one person. So now there's four of us. So it's me, Bob, our illustrious favorite listener, Dong, and we'll call her Doris. So there's four of us. Okay. We decide, well, actually, Dong was so sick and tired of losing. He decided, let's play Monopoly. Uh-oh. And as you know, always Martha, a bad idea. Monopoly is arguably the greatest board game in the history of the world. Also a friendship ender. <laughs> I mean, personally, I prefer Risk. Risk is my favorite. Yeah. But if you want to fight with people, Monopoly well, is the best. I could never get into Risk. Really? I love Risk. It takes seven years to play it. It doesn't. Risk. Okay. I had this conversation last night. Risk takes less time to play than Monopoly does. Maybe when you're actually playing it, but doesn't it take forever to set up? No. It takes I, I like also five feel, minutes. I feel like it's one of those games that you have to play with somebody who knows what they're doing first. Well, sure. You have to teach someone the game. Right. But I never had... We always had Risk, but no one knew how to play Risk. Well, okay. And so that gets to this part of the story is no one knows the real rules of Monopoly either. Well, because everyone has... House r- rules. You have house rules. It's like Rummy. So before we start, we start before we start the game. I told Bob because Bob's never played the video game version of Monopoly. I thought you and played it, with Harry a couple times, no? No. Oh. And in Monopoly, you can't you can't change all the rules to fit your whims. You can only change like one thing. And so the one thing I usually do is put on free parking because most people like to play that way. If you get hit with an income tax or something like that. The money goes to free parking. That's how I play. Too. Someone lands on it, they get the money. They get the you money. know, that's and that's not a standard monopoly rule. What what is free parking normally for? Nothing. Oh. It's just a free it's just, it's just a space. spot you land on. Wow. Which I've always th- I, it's bizarre to me. I've always right. done free parking any like any taxes in the game go into free parking. Right. And th- so that's the way I'd like to play as well. So yep. that's the that's the one rule change that you can like turn on. Well, I've seen on the computers a few times, like, if you land on a property, you either have to buy it or somebody else has to buy it. Right. So that's exactly. So this is what I'm getting to is the game is adhering to the strict rules of Monopoly. So I warned Bob before the game start. I go, Bob, you never played this before. So I'm just letting you know if you don't have enough money to buy something when you land on it, the game is not going to give you the option to mortgage. Like, you either have to have enough money or it goes into auction. And there is no, like, you don't just, oh, just leave it and don't buy it. Or you can mortgage stuff to get the money to buy it. No, you have to have the money. Well, and see, the weird thing is, I don't know that I've ever played Monopoly as the board game. Where if you landed on the property, you either had to buy it or it went up to mortgage. Or to uh, auction. Right, but that's the actual rule. Which is weird to me, though. That game would probably go a lot faster. Yeah. But I've never we've never played it um, that way. So the first time we're we're playing, and we're going around the board, and you know our friend our friend Dong is off to a good start. He's landing on he's landed on like one of everything. Like he hits a light blue, he hits an orange, he hits a red, he hits a yellow, he hits a green. It's like what the fuck is going on? Like he's getting everything around the board. And does the game let you trade? Yes, you trade. Okay. Um. So. Doris is going around the board first time she lands on Park Place. Oh, cool. Great. 
Next turn comes up. She rolls double one. She lands on fucking boardwalk. First time around the board hits both blues. Nice. There's only one issue. Not enough money. When she hit boardwalk, she was $10 short of having to buy it. Oh, that sucks. Uh, this was not received well. <laughs> that's, so- that's an understatement. <laughs> well, here's a question. Now, if you can't afford it, how does the auction go? The people that are in the auction, you know, you can, it's just you bid on it. It's like, it just keeps going around till everyone drops out. So, like, I can bid. So it can get stupidly expensive. Right. You could drive it up however much gotcha, you want gotcha, gotcha. Okay. as long as you have money. Gotcha. Yeah. Though I have also played in games where, like, somebody lands on those two early, and then no one lands on them for the rest of the game. Well, right. It's not like the blues are commonly landed on. It's right. just that if you do land on them and they're built up, oh, it's you're like, fucked. You're done. oh, you owe me $5 billion. Right. And you're done. It's been nice playing. <laughs> yeah. But the blues aren't a particularly great monopoly. But the point is to... To get in a four-person game of Monopoly, to get a Monopoly your first time around the board, oh, I mean, is that's a big deal. No, for sure. Uh, when you still have all your money and everything, essentially. But, anyways, it goes up to. <laughs> she's sitting there, Bob. You gotta describe this, because she's sitting there, and the screen's popping up explaining how the auction works, and she's just sitting there like, I can't go back. How do I go I- back? <laughs> What do I got to press? I can't. It won't let me get out of the auction. No, I don't want to do this. (laughs) It is inevitable. It's like, no, you have to auction. The property must go to auction. (laughs) Well, and does it start at, like, how much it's worth? No, it it starts at $10. Oh, so she could jump in if she wanted to. Right, but once we're not going to give it to her for less than the value of the Right, if you know she can't afford. Right, right, right. Right. So, you know, obviously the idea for the three of us was bid it up, take it, and now you have a bargaining chip. Right. Uh, How much is this worth to you later? Right. And she was not thrilled. Oh, no. I would be cataclysmically furious with this. Like, like swearing, throwing the control. What the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? This is ridiculous. Which is usually how Monopoly goes. We gotta get Erica on Monopoly, Bob. <laughs> the last you time need a second Xbox One. <laughs> Bob and I played. Uh, I think I ended up winning, so it turned out okay. <clears throat> there was one time I was up in Canada with uh, some friends, and we were playing, and like I think I went around the board twice, and I was out of the game. Like what? it just—it was just bad. It was bad news bears. Like. I bought a bunch of properties, and then I had some bad lands on other people's properties. I had no money, and it was just like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> it, was, it was a shameful showing, Alex. Monopoly's the best. It's a friendship so, vendor. So Doris quits. She wasn't happy at all. <laughs> and we're Oh, just, just outright? She was like, fuck this? She just quit. God, just my girl right quit. there. <laughs> so we're like... All right. Well, now that everyone understands how the game works, even though I had previously explained this, which I did explain exactly what would happen. You did explain exactly what it was. Right. Because that is a confusion for a lot of people because a lot of people think, oh, I could just land on it. Well, because you don't No one plays that way. Right. So we decide to restart the game. There you go. As it is Monopoly, fortunes completely change. This is three people playing now. Four of us. Oh, no, four, four of us four, still. Four. Same four. Okay. So you had five uh, before. 
No, no, no. The fifth person had previously left. They had never played Monopoly. It was always four people. Oh, okay. But you had Doris, then Doris left, right? No, no, no. Doris quit the game. Oh, I but see. But then we I restarted, but restarted and with so the same four knows. we always I, Oh, I understand. Right. I thought she rage quit and was like, fuck all y'all and was gone. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. That's what I would have done. Okay. <laughs> right. Gotcha. I'm on board. So the game proceeds along and... I end up making a trade with Doris where I essentially gave up everything I had in exchange for one orange, so I had all the oranges. Those oranges seeing are good, as, though, man. Seeing as the oranges are the best Monopoly in the game. You want the oranges or you want the Ritz. People land yeah. on those all the time. Yeah, because you're constantly coming out of jail and you're lined up for the fucking oranges. The By the way, Bob spent there. so much time in jail. Yeah. <laughs> I was in jail a lot. Every time Bob went around the board, he landed on go to jail. <laughs> if he got chance, go to jail. It was like Bob couldn't stay out of that you fucking got snake slammer. Bit, man. Well, that sucks because then you'll miss uh, uh, the go around. The go around, and you don't get your money if you don't literally pass go. That sucks. That Cash was not a problem for me last <laughs> no. night. No. So, what? Oh, keep going. So yeah, I'm trying to tell like kind of a summary here of what kind of happened. So. I end up getting the oranges and I'm starting to build them up and it's at the point where because I gave up everything I have no money but I had to get you know it's like I'm the only person with a monopoly mm -hmm. so I'm trying to build well, even if you have a monopoly if memory serves the the rent doubles right yes yeah uh, so I'm trying to get some houses on them so I can start to like recover some of this lost income since I gave up like eight properties to get this one orange and I build up two houses on one and one on the other two and it's not letting me keep building and i have enough money and i'm like what is going on like i can't build i have like 182 dollars and only costs 100 dollars for the right, house so like what the hell i can't build and like this is like how many 10 turns that were like this where it was just glitched it wouldn't let me build yeah so we eventually realized after some sleuthing that Dong's game had glitched out and he was not seeing proper money totals for anyone. He was only seeing me as having one house. Like I told Bob, it's unbelievable because we've played like 15, 20 games of Monopoly on here. Mm -hmm. Never had any issues. Bob gets on, plays one fucking game. The game glitches out. It's kind of par for the course, right. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Dong suggests... Well, if it's just glitched for me, and by the way, by this point, uh, some well, I guess I should go back. So there had been no trades getting made in this time while I had the oranges because there was still a yellow available. Mm. And Doris had two of the yellows, so she was hoping She's angling, she right. would land on the yellow. She wouldn't have to make any deals Never with anyone. I forget who, I think. I think I actually landed on the yellow, but I didn't have any money, so it went to auction. Mm -hmm. Now, at this point, Bob had the most money, and he drove the price up between him and Doris of this yellow to like $1,000. What the fuck? But then he just dropped out. So Doris got a monopoly. Yeah, she had to pay $1,000 for it, but... So you storage wars it. You Daryled it. But Bob was <laughs> fucked. Right. He Daryled it. So Storage Wars, let me explain this, um, is a show on TLC or Discovery? Which One of those channels. And it's basically 
it's storage uh, lockers go up for auction, mm-hmm. and there's these four guys that they follow. And the one guy is the biggest idiot in the universe. And there's another guy who's, like, really savvy, really kind of smart, but kind of a massive douchebag. Um, and he always bids the other guy up. And the other guy always falls for it. And it's fucking hysterical. Because he's an idiot. And mm-hmm. his, his name is Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> but I would argue that in this circumstance, Bob was the idiot. Yeah. Because he could have paid more than Doris could. And, yeah, you would have had a $1,100 yellow that isn't any good to you in theory, but you have then trade bait. I, I, will, I, I, will say, I will say this about that. <laughs> okay. I'd love to hear had, the explanation. Had... All the shenanigans with Dong's properties not happened, I would have had a chance because once Dong's properties were off the table, anything I could have traded for of value was no longer available. Well, the Dong quit? So what we ended up deciding, although apparently I'm an evil genius who made this all happen, but... Dong's original suggestion suggestion was, well, the game's glitched for me. Why don't I quit and we'll see if it fixes itself. And I'll divide up my money and properties evenly. And my point was, how are you going to divide up your properties evenly between us? Well, I don't think it's going to let you do that either, will it? Well, you, you could. I mean, you could just trade off your things and then declare oh, I bankruptcy. Guess, I guess that's true. But... I'm like, how are you going to, you know, divide up your things evenly? It's like, if you give this property to this person, now they have an advantage. It's like, it wasn't, I was like, you know what? Just to like, see what happens. I was like, I'll just take your property, keep them under. I'll just like, they're just dead properties. We just won't use them anymore. And we'll split your money evenly among us. I was like, that's probably the most fair thing to do. And how did that work out, Alex? Depends on your perspective. (laughs) So, this from the perspective of the end of the game, I think it worked out. uh, I think, you know, Alex was pretty happy with it. (laughs) So, we do this, and keep in mind at this point, Doris had built up her yellows quite a bit. Like, there were three houses on each of them, they were in a strong position. But she had made the old Monopoly mistake of overbuilding. Uh No money. Ugh, not great. And then no one's landed on your shit. So, Dong quits. It fixes itself. I can now build houses again. Mm. So, I build maybe, I think I had like two houses on each property. Immediately, Bob lands on it. I get like $400 or something. Take that, turn it around, build them all up to three houses. <laughs> Doris lands on it. Her next turn, like it was like bang, bang like that. Doris lands on it. She owes like $800 now and has no money. So she has to sell off her houses. Now the game has completely swung. Yes, it's changed significantly. And people were not happy. People were not happy, Erica. Uh, So in the end, uh, Bob and Doris could not come to any sort of trade that would help them win the game. No. And it was driving me nuts. Because I thought I had thrown up a couple of reasonable offers. I just, no. Nah, Heart just wasn't in it anymore. Nah. She'd accepted defeat. 
<laughs> I don't think she'd accepted defeat. I think she thought she was going to stop landing on the oranges. Well, because what, what I, the trade I was trying to accomplish would have given her a second monopoly and given me one monopoly. So that would have given her two on the board and Alex and I would have just had one. So, yeah, it gives me a chance, but that significantly improves her her. Chances. chances right. You guys need to do something because you were fucked as it stood. Yeah. So you need to do something. And then when we finally did it, it was too too late. way too late. And I was, I was like, no, this is a reasonable trade. But I would still contend Bob created the whole situation when he w- let that yellow go. I I mean, I'm, I can't argue with that. I'm not going to. I'm just going to say after the fact, I tried to make amends. And didn't work out Doris too. just didn't trust me. And I'm <laughs> hurt by that. I can't imagine why. I'm hurt by that. So anyways, people were quite salty after the game. And as, Which you, is, as, a, you, as you are, are after, Monopoly, be, after yes. Monopoly, yes. And I was I was impressed at the um at, at the level of anger we were getting throughout the evening. It was almost like the same level of anger that we get from golf. <laughs> Well, hold on. We'll get to that. But I do have to say it was funny because as we're still playing out the end of the game when I had clearly won, Dong starts going on this big speech (laughs) about how I manipulated this whole situation (laughs) to my advantage. I mean, kind of. If you would have seen how it actually played out in real time, Erica... Come on, Bob. Really? You're going to shake your head yes? I mean, I wasn't there. I was asleep. Bob, give me your honest opinion. Do you think I planned this all out? I will say I think there's a reasonable chance. <laughs> wow. Took advantage of a bad situation. So, <laughs> Dong explains this whole thing of what I did and what order I did it in. And I just, I'm sitting there and I'm like, do you realize... If you actually believe that I planned this all out, all you're doing right now is telling me that I'm really smart. (laughs) Like, that's basically the story you're trying to tell right now. Oh, dog. (laughs) I don't think they were seeing it that way. I think they were seeing it more evil, but I would go smart. It could be two things. So anyways, that all happened. Bob leaves because it's like 1.30 in the morning. (laughs) And uh, the dead game took forever, by the way. Most Monopoly games. It took two hours. But see, usually when it's digital Monopoly, because the game is doing all the money for you, it's actually usually pretty quick Monopoly-wise. Like, usually games take an hour and 15 minutes max. This one took forever because of all the glitches happening. But, um... So anyways, Bob leaves. And maybe the funniest portion of the night, I get up, walk away, I come back later, and I guess while I was gone, Dong and Doris were talking, and Doris said something along the lines of, why's he gotta be the best at everything, and he even fucking wins in a game of luck? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Bob knew about that either. (laughs) It's pretty good. I was like, that's a pretty funny line. (laughs) They're just going to murder you in your sleep one day. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... It'll be worth it. <laughs> so, so, 
a little wrestling talk? Oh, not yet, not yet. Oh, all right. So the other day, Bob, you want to you you want to talk about this one, Bob? We're playing golf, me, you, and Dong on the Golf Club 2019. Oh, the new one came out, huh? It's been out for a while, yeah, but it was um, it was it's been out a long time actually. It was made one of those. It was a games with gold a while ago. Ah, gotcha. So it's for free mm-hmm. quote unquote uh, so bob you want to talk about what happened there um didn't we talk about this on the last podcast no oh thought we did um so uh the last time we played golf uh i can't remember how we talked dong into playing uh because he hates it but <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe he was just tired of playing Destiny too. But so we all we get in, and what I one of the things I love absolutely about the Golf Club 2019 is um how my character blinds everyone else who plays the game. Um, it's really special. This character wears like all yellow or slash orange, <laughs> including having blonde yellow Saiyan hair. So it's just like <laughs> my eyes. So every time it's on screen, I get comments. Oh, I can't see. Uh, so we 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 start off the match, and at first, it's going okay. We're all shooting all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and Trev is like birdieing every hole, but you know that that's just the way things go. Um, but Dong and I, we're 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 playing all right, not great, but we're playing all right. Is it hard for you to refer to him as his online handle when you are online? Uh, not really. Every now and then, I flip curious. back and forth, but um, I find that people prefer calling me Trev for some reason. Hmm. I think people like that name. Interesting. I I think it's just like an etiquette thing um that, you know, if unless unless your your name is explicitly like listed or you're using your actual name mm-hmm. um like oh, you no, should I ag- use I agree with you. I handle. just think you you see him in real life a lot more often. I wouldn't know if it would be hard for you to no, not really. I mean, every now and then I'll say Alex, but for the most part, I, I I'm pretty good with it. Um, well, and so is everyone this, else. So he knows your real name. So. Yes. I mean, you've got a friend on there whose handle is very awkward to say, and you all still use it. So, um, you know, I, I just like okay, whatever. It it was a little awkward at first, but I got used to it. Um. So the golf club. Yes. Uh, so what, what do you think? It was like around hole four, maybe, when maybe. things went off the rails. And so, it, yeah, cause I think it was it was pretty early on. And, well, because early on I revealed that I had set the game for 18 rounds or 18 <laughs> holes and not nine. Because 18 holes can take a while when there's three of you. Oh, yeah. Would well, so, yes. and you have it set up. Wait, what's the mode? Turn it's, order where turn. you watch everyone shoot. Yeah. So, which I prefer. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if otherwise you're just playing the game well, by yourself. Well, if you're going to be playing together, that does seem to kind of right. be the, the whole point, right? So, <laughs> so we're on 18 holes. And it's like hole four. And Dong makes the observation that 
we had been playing for like a half an hour already. <laughs> and that's when Dong starts shanking every drive. Just, it didn't matter. It, just anywhere, but straight. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. <laughs> <laughs> and this starts a downward spiral of anger. A downward twisting spiral? <laughs> Was he a very pretty hate machine? Yes. Nine Inch Nails references. Um, I th- I think it was that whole eight. He started asking, "Are we really gonna play all eighteen holes?" <laughs> I had really- o- I had offered to stop after nine because the game was already out of hand. <laughs> you guys just kept going. Bob did not want to stop. I just I was just like. No, this is this. We're doing this. Th- this is too funny to stop. Yeah, he was flipping out. He was so mad. <laughs> he could not hit the ball straight. He couldn't get anything to happen the way he wanted to. He couldn't hit any putts. And that was the other thing. Well, Bob and Dong had squarely taken up a place at the back of the struggle bus. <laughs> I'm just nailing every putt in existence. <laughs> Come on, Bob. Come on, Bob. I hit some really nice putts. You did. It was like you're, you're sitting there and you're watching the ball squiggle around these greens that I can't believe any green is actually contoured this way. And then it drops. And you're just like, well, fuck you. I, I, I audibly said fuck you at least seven times <laughs> during that match. And it was all directed at Alex. Meanwhile, I couldn't hit a putt to save my life the entire game. So my so my drives were really good. Um and my short game was all right, but my putting is just so terrible. And Dong is the opposite. <laughs> if you put the two of us together, you'll either get a really good golf player or a really terrible golf player. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, so anyways, it ended up being hilarious. I think I won by like 24 strokes or something like that. (laughs) It wasn't quite that bad, but... It was probably like 16. That is not as hyperbolic as it should be. (laughs) It was probably actually 16, but still. Nice. Uh, Anyways, by the end of it, Dong was extremely furious and he has decided he's never gonna play it again (laughs) yeah yeah, he's never playing that again and doris is claiming she's never playing monopoly again so we're quickly running out of games (laughs) yeah yeah no and especially because y'all are stuck in destiny 2 which i'm just not gonna bother well you're gonna start playing it when it's free I, I will play it when it's free, but I don't, I mean, you know, and as you've said, like, I don't have the time to really get invested. Yeah. And get good enough that it's enjoyable to play. E- Erica, by the way, I also demand when Destiny 2 is free that you give it a shot. All right. I'll try it. Okay. Okay. Great. Now, see, Erica isn't like me and won't, uh, you know, try video games. At the very least, I will give it a try. We'll see if we can addict her. I mean, we got other things coming up that are going to be, a, you know, kind of a bit of a time sink. So we'll uh... see. I think it's going to help with video game playing. Yeah, Sheila thought that, too. 
Weirdly enough, it did not. Womp womp. Speaking of Destiny 2, I'm actually pretty happy that the game's new DLC, Shadowkeep, got delayed. Yeah. Got delayed like two or three weeks or something like that. Well, because not, like terrible. Right. But it's actually great because I don't remember exactly when everything was coming out, but that and Borderlands 3 were coming out within like five days of each when other, I think. Borderlands 3 coming out? September. Oh, fuck. All right. So I do want to pick that up. Because those were coming out within, I think it was like five days of each other they were coming out both games i was like fuck i really want to play both but you know these are like two games you got to invest a lot of time in yes yes you're very correct and when shadow keep got delayed i'm like thank god because <laughs> now i can get borderlands 3 and actually play it for a month you know that's solid so i was actually really actually that, that is one because we very very briefly played the first borderlands together online mm -hmm. like maybe an hour or two but i really dig those borderlands games i just like the humor did you play borderlands too yeah i like the beginning of that when you're talking with their handsome jack is talking at you and he starts going on about his diamond pony and he's being very clear about it. he's like i just want to make sure you understand this is not a statue this is a real pony Made, made out of diamonds. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed that game. I forget what he named it. It was like... Something ridiculous. <laughs> Butt Stallion. He named it Butt Stallion after us. <laughs> Come on, Butt Stallion. But Handsome Jack was great. Oh, you yeah. know who did the voice for Handsome Jack? The same person who voiced Cell. Really? Yes. Nice. Ah. See, here's the thing, though. Well, the, the voice acting community, there's... There, it's, there's only so many people. There are, right. Here's the problem okay. with that. And the problem is that um, there there's only one voice for Cell. Don't start. There's only... This is embarrassing. One voice for Vegeta. There's only one voice for Goku. And they are all on Dragon Ball Abridged. I will tell you that I, like... I would have to go back and watch Dubbed Cell Saga because I don't completely remember the voice. Because it's, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. You know what I really want to play online, but I can't get anyone to agree to this, hmm. is that Gang Beasts game. You know, like the... I'd the, play it. The, the Battle, Battle Royale, The Battle right? Royale game with the little, like, claymation yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't get anyone to play that. Why? I don't know. It's like... 15 bucks and every time I bring it up it's like fuck that stupid game that's sad it looked like fun I know I'd play it well you, you'd play anything yeah well that's not a bad thing well no, here's, <laughs> the, here's <laughs> the thing here's the thing I will play anything arcadey um I'm hesitant about jumping into big games yeah but an arcadey game that I can well, pick you can just, up. It's like overcooked. You could just pick it up and play for a little while and then be like, okay, yeah. I have other things I need to do. Yeah. Overcooked is a great game. That's also like a game where you get real mad at your friends, but it's in like a, it's in like a playful sort of way. It's like, could you just cook that <laughs> fucking meat? Why isn't there any meat cooking? <laughs> I had fun. When we Where's the play. lettuce, bitch? <laughs> what are you fucking doing over there? All you have to do is slice some lettuce and slice some tomatoes and throw them at me like it's a baseball. <laughs> I don't understand what's wrong right now. I have to do everything here. 
Would you like to talk a little AEW? Sure. They sold out that show in DC. That's their first taping, right? Yeah. 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 That's not surprising. Well, I think it's a. I don't mean it's not surprising that they sold out because it's like the first show, but it's on DC. It's in DC on a Wednesday, so I don't think as many people are gonna fly in as they would for like the weekend show. Unless it was like so, right, right, you know, people making a trip of it. You would think it's more people just getting it who are in that area. I mean, that's that's true. That's fair. Um, I think it's great. I'm very yeah. excited for it to start. Um, I thought it was hilarious that Vince started calling him a blood and guts promotion. Because it's just like... Well, WWE is sophisticated, Erica. Like, I cannot tell you how hard my eyes rolled when I read that. Like, what the fuck are you smoking and where can I get some? Because you are deluded on a level that I, I cannot even begin to describe. Well, speaking of a guy who lives in his own world and yeah, doesn't right care there, about man. anyone else. And whatever, I mean, good for you, but... Yeah, no. I can't argue with the results. Up until, you know, now, sure. I mean, he's doing all right. He'll probably find a way to kill AEW. Let's just be real. (laughs) I don't know. It'll be interesting to see um, how everything plays out. But as we've said before, competition is a good thing, and I'm excited to to watch it. I have to find a way to watch it. I don't know. uh, There, There are always ways. There are always ways, Alex. Um, but I, I will be tuning in for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it just to see what the presentation is going to be, how it's going to be when they have to do a two-hour show every week because it's a big difference between doing a two-hour show and doing a 15-minute YouTube series. True. So, and it's also very different than doing a three- or four-hour pay-per-view special once every six months. No, definitely. It so, is. definitely you know, is. it's like, I it's like what do I always say? I can spot shit. Like if I'm watching wrestling, it's like this fucking sucks. You know, I wouldn't do this, but I wouldn't necessarily know how to book a three-hour wrestling program. That's like pretty hard. Personally, I think doing the two-hour is smart. I think I think two hours is close to perfect. Stick with your two hours. You know, do your thing. And I think you know Cody watched his dad do it in WWE for a while. I don't know. I, I've I've got some faith, I, and I think that you do too. I think it'll be. Well, I hope it's good just for the competition aspect and exactly more work for the wrestlers and stuff like that. Competition's good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you hope that seeing that there's competition, WWE decides to step their game up a little bit. I just really hope one of these days New Japan gets their shit together and decides to work with AEW because, you know, John Moxley's been doing great in the G1, having a lot of great matches and. It really sucks that there's just like, it's like AEW will let their guys work there because they want to work with New Japan, but right. New Japan won't let their guys work at AEW. I would say they're probably waiting to see, you know, like give it a little time. And then I, I'd be a little surprised if they don't because they, they still have that agreement with ROH, right? I don't know what the situation is on that. But if from that's what I've like heard, a contract or if it's a verbal agreement, ROH is just. I mean, I've never watched a lot of it. I think I've watched a couple pay per views with you, but from what I've heard, it's just kind of. It's been terrible lately. Eh, you know, it's been pretty bad lately. But I mean, uh, it'd be really, really rad to see some of those new Japan guys on, you know, a, a live promotion here. 
the time it's televised. I can't remember which match I was watching, but I was watching some match from the G1. And it's so different how the crowd reacts there versus in the United States. Because in the U.S., like, people have, like, kind of, like, their set reactions to what's happening. Like, oh, they, someone kicked out of the finisher and they're just laying there. So I'm going to chant, this is awesome, because I'm a, f- a fucking idiot who can only do what I'm patterned. And well, I was just going to gonna say, you're there's a... The, the crowd acts the way the crowd They've been thinks conditioned. it should act. They've been conditioned. Yeah. So, I can't remember what I was watching, but... Oh, I know what it was. So, Sonata beat Okada in the G1. Ooh, nice. Which is, like, a huge win. Yeah. Because he's never beat Okada. And almost no one beats Okada, of course. Well, he's in the shorts again. Bob. (laughs) Alex. Alex. I'm turning to Bob for some reason. I called you Eric again. I don't don't know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) Eric is completely lost. But I was um, thinking of Okada in the shorts! His thighs, Alex. His thighs. So it was so cool because the way they shot it, they're like even with the wrestlers and you can see the crowd in the background. And Sonata, and by the way, they also did this where they were coming up on the time limit of the match. So it was like coming up like it was going to be a draw. Right, so this so is like, going to happen. There's right? like a minute left and Sonata hits like a, he reverses the brainmaker into like an RKO basically mm-hmm. and you see like the crowd get a little excited in the background and then he hits something else and he hits a moonsault and the crowd's like starting to jump up and down and then he comes up goes up top hits another moonsault and with like 13 seconds left gets the win nice and you just see in the background like people fucking explode you know and it's like Dude, no one reacts like this for anything in WWE. Like, it was such a, like, visceral, real reaction. Like, it's a real sport. Like, this guy actually won. Mm-hmm. You know? It was so cool. Well, because you've you've played it in such a way that it's like, Okada doesn't lose. And you don't expect him to lose. As, as much as I enjoy Sonata, uh, you don't expect him to lose to somebody like Sonata. So when he does, it's like, people lose their fucking minds. Yeah. Because it's awesome. Like, you can use those, like... And that's the whole point, right? You build these guys up to be these unstoppable machines so that when somebody does beat them... It's a big deal. It means something. <laughs> I did, like... Did you see the whole thing of when Roman got hit by, like, the magical steel girders on SmackDown? Or whatever it was. I saw the video of that, yes. I just love the whole thing because he's, like randomly walking through the back and there's a camera following him for some reason (laughs) of course and like gee i wonder if something is going to happen this big like steel thing falls on him and hits him and everyone's like oh my god roman's dead get help get help and then he just kind of like gets up isn't really like mad about it or anything and just kind of like walks away and he's kind of looking over his shoulder and he's like that's so fucking weird like that's what happened you know he's just kind of like walking away well now we know why he got that acting gig in uh, Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> so, Alex it was hilarious they tried to get like there's a couple times where like they're like he needs to be in the shot he needs to be in every shot so like at the end 
they do a shot, reverse shot, and Roman is in both of those shots. And you're like, but he was just next to the rock. Why is he next to Jason Statham now? Time and space has no meaning anymore. Oh, my God. It's Game of Thrones. (laughs) Did they reveal who did this to Roman? No, they haven't yet. But I just love the whole thing. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, sophisticated, huh? Yeah. Sophisticated. Sophisticated storytelling. They don't do blood and guts, Alex. Never mind when Brock Lesnar uh, opened Randy Orton the fuck up and left him bleeding out in a pool of his own blood. Uh, and then there was something else. Wasn't didn't someone else get all bloody recently in WWE? It I happened like a couple days after the uh, that call. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. But of course it would. Did. You can't say that. The fates are like, all right, motherfucker. Now this is happening. Stupid. By the way, I was reading an article the other day. Speaking of Hobbs and Shaw. That apparently there are people who work on movie sets and their job is just to count in the fight scenes who has gotten how many shots in on the other guy. I saw that same article, yeah. Did you read about this? Yeah. So, like, did you read about this, Bob? I have not. The Rock can only lose, like, a certain amount of fights in a movie. And if he loses, he can't ever be, like, really beaten up. Like, he can't be on his back. Yeah. He has to be, like, back up against the wall or something like that. Really dumb, like, macho bullshit. (laughs) Which is why we love Keanu Reeves. Because Keanu Reeves doesn't care. Jason Statham has his sister working there. And her job, all she does on the movie, is to count how many times he's been hit versus hitting other people so they can keep it even. That's the gig right there, man. (laughs) Isn't that that, amazing? That's the gig. You want that job. It's like, I never even thought that something like this was happening, but of course it is. Of course it is. I saw that too, and then everyone was like, oh, that kind of sucks, but then people like Keanu Reeves doesn't do that. Keanu Reeves will get his ass kicked. And does. I mean, Keanu Reeves is essentially a superhero and... and, uh, John Wick, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she, Keanu Reeves movies. should be dead 40 times over based on what's happened to him in those movies. Eh. He fell off a building, Erica. Hey, he fell off a building and got up and walked it off. I thought Jason Manzukis picked him up. Okay. He didn't walk away. If yeah. he wasn't there, he would have got up and walked it off. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Zooks was there to pick him up and help. Because Zooks is a good guy. Yeah, I just read that article. I'm like, but of course, Jesus. of course. Now, and, and the bad thing is, is I read it and I haven't seen the movie yet. So now I'm going to be watching the movie. Like, are they getting even shots in? <laughs> See, but here's here's the problem with that. Then you can never if you if you never lose a fight, you can never have that, you know, Goku moment of coming back and you know, just inexplicably having enormous power that you didn't have three minutes ago. I mean, to be worried about that shit is so petty and ridiculous. Yes. I think they can lose fights, but they have to get the win back and they can't lose like real bad, I think was the point. No, but still, that's... It's stupid. It's dumb. It's really (laughs) dumb. It's one of those things that's just amazing. Yeah, they were talking about, like I said, they were talking about one of the previous Fast and the Furious movies where uh, The Rock's character lost a battle, but 
he couldn't like he couldn't be actually laid out. He had to be laid up against the side of a wall. That's really stupid. Well, wasn't it an eight? When was he like break the cast off of his arm? That's eight, right? He's was not it in eight? a. It's, he's not in a lot of that one. Or was it seven? Was it seven? I can't remember all seven. these fucking movies. I don't remember either. But he is in the hospital because I think it's Jason Statham. Yeah, that no, I the think fuck it's, out of it's him, right? seven. It's got to be seven. Eight was eight. They're like, oh, Jason Statham is a good guy now, and all is forgiven. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, um, well, in seven, he got blown out of a window. And all that happened was he broke his arm. And then he breaks out of the cast, which is the single greatest moment in the history of cinema. Oh, I you mean, remember that? Do you remember sitting in the theater and seeing that shit? I, I don't think I actually mind. saw that movie, because I haven't seen them all. But uh, the greatest moment in the history of Fast and the Furious is still the prison break. Nothing touches the prison break. That's so good. That scene stands alone forever. He's roided out like the fucking Hulk, and he's just deflecting bullets. <laughs> he's literally... Oh, my Rubber God. bullets are bouncing oh off of God. him like he's invulnerable. And he's on all of the steroids. <laughs> His body is insane. Oh, my God. And just the quipping back and forth. I oh. love when you see pictures. I, I come across this especially on Reddit when you're just, like, scrolling through the all section of Reddit and you see anything that's been voted up. And you'll see pictures of, like, it's especially obvious with women when you see women who are just gigantic and they have, like, these giant boulder shoulders. And there's always inevitably someone in the comments, like, do you think she's on steroids? Like, yeah, I think yeah. she's on steroids. I'd be like looking at The Rock in the, uh, uh, what was that, Furious 8, and being like, you think he's on steroids? Yes, yes, I do. All I, of them. He's on I'm, all I'm of not them. sure what's he's on, what he's on, but I'm going to venture a guess that he's on something. He's on something. He's taken something, Especially guys. at his age. Yeah, yeah. It's, it'd be one thing to do that when you're 25, let alone, what is he now, like 50? He's getting up there. He's close. Speaking of... Uh, you see at SummerSlam, they're doing Charlotte against Trish Stratus. Yeah, I read about that. That might be good. Could be. Trish is like 50, though. I just, I Alex, I am so divested of whatever is happening over there. I don't care. It's hard to care. It's so hard to care. But that's an interesting match. It could be good. It could be good. Sasha's probably at home punching a wall because she wanted to wrestle Trish Stratus. And that's probably why they're doing it, just to stick it to her. Yeah, well. You know, that's the way to run your business. Be petty as hell. <laughs> I think so. Just be petty as well, fucking possible. I heard Alvarez making a point. It's like, there's no way it's a coincidence that Sasha walks out and within like two weeks, Bailey's the SmackDown Women's Champion. And then uh, Rusev asks for some time off and immediately his tag team partner Nakamura is the United States champion. It's weird. And there was some other there was some other one where someone left and then immediately their partner or their best friend or something is immediately a champion. It's like this is not this is not a coincidence. Oh no, they're petty as fuck and we all everybody knows what they're doing. I, don't know. I I think it's a little ridiculous, but I just I can't be bothered to give a shit. I just don't care. Because they're fucking terrible. I did see Sasha's back to the black hair again. So she was like, had the black hair when she first left. Then she was back to her WWE look. And now she's back to the black hair again. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. But 
Maybe she's not coming back. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't, but who knows what her financial situation is. Well, that's the thing. You don't know and how all of it's tied up into them, you know? So, I don't know. We'll see. But, tis what it is. So she can come back and get buried ruthlessly for years. She can be the next uh, Mike Kanellis. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you come back, you think they're going to treat <laughs> you any better? Did you see what they did on Raw? I think it was like last week where Mike Kanellis wins the 24-7 title and Maria starts berating him and she's like, lie on the ground, I'm pinning you so our child can have a real champion. It's like, dude. Who wants to watch this? Dude, you've been buried so like, bad. Like, who wants to watch this? I, I don't know. I really, I don't get it, but all right. You guys got anything else? Erica's done. I guess not. No. Nah. Erica's sick of your shit. Sounds about right. One of the two. Well, it could be both. Probably, probably yours. I, I just got he was here. very well behaved. Uh, I this just podcast. I just got here, so I don't think she's sick of my shit. He was yet. fairly engaged. He wasn't doing the weird thing he does sometimes with the mic that drives me fucking crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. He didn't have the laptop here to play with the whole time. That's true. He was actually like someone paying attention. Exactly. This is a good pop hit, Bob. Bobcast. A Bobcast. Yeah, this is a good Bobcast. <laughs> That's copyrighted, by the way. If you copyrighted. Uh, yeah, if you try to like make money off that, you're going to owe me something. Well, this is owned by Snake Creek Digital, so I'll, <laughs> I'll own myself something. Unbelievable. <laughs> is it? <laughs> we'll have to negotiate. <laughs> anyway, let me go find Bob the dog, and he can hug me and hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>